Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and join us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Rob Whitaker with Ballistic Performance out of the UK. Rob, what is going on? Happy Wednesday, brother. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, happy Wednesday to you too. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for that. We're excited to have you on. And look, I think we're definitely ready to dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Ballistic Performance here. But first, what I want to do here is give the viewers a little perspective, right? In your own words here, Rob. How would you describe ballistic performance and what you guys do? So ballistic performance is basically um, a small group personal training gym. And, you know, we're big on community. Uh, that's probably one of our biggest values. And it's something we say to our members when they first come to get, um, you know, inducted on like our induction session where we're bringing people in. Um, and that's what we're trying to create, a, mem- um, a member experience where they come in, and they join other members who, you know, train hard together uh, and do it in an atmosphere kind of where they feel comfortable, you know, um, and they can push themselves and kind of not get, you know, non-judgmental uh, gym environment where, you know, some commercial gyms have a lot of our members come in and say, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable uh, in that sort of environment. But when I come here, I feel like I'm part of something bigger. Uh, so, yeah, definitely ballistic performances 100% community driven and that's what we want to instill into our into our name and our you know and the brand so yeah yeah that's, that's awesome uh, that is yeah. awesome I appreciate the explanation there Rob I think we're ready to dive right into it here we'll start with the bare bones basics of course Rob how many members are you serving currently so currently we're at around about 85 at the moment with about 25 to 20, 25 to 30 trialists on at the moment. So we, yeah, we have like people who are recurring members and then we have uh, other members who are on um, a trial or a challenge, we call it, where they come and test drive the gym, um, as you could say. And then you know, when they obviously finish their trial challenge, then they get the option there to become like a full-time member. Uh, and hopefully we do a good enough job where well, we do do a, a good enough job to, you know, uh, transform those and convert those members into, you know, long-term staying members. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's quite, quite, um, and it's growing all the time. Like it's, you know, week by week, month by month, we put in, in the hard work and those numbers are, are slowly going up. And we've got obviously yeah. targets to targets to reach and hit, which uh yeah, we're working towards, which is good. Completely. And that's awesome. And I mean, I think at that point, um, you know, being at, at 85 clients or so, I think this is always a good question to ask as well. Which I mean, mm-hmm. for you guys, I mean, how do you do it? How do you get new people through the door? What works best? Um, well, there's 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 a lot of kind of there's a few aspects to it, mainly uh a, a good one you know, all the time, probably a lot of gym owners face at the start is they have the members in and then they get the referrals, don't they? Like friends and friends and family and they tell people uh, and then your business starts to grow through the friends and family. And then you kind of sometimes reach a sticking point and it's like, right, okay, what's next? And, you know, looking at social media, 
uh, as another um, like hole into it. Like you can you can go in that direction, social media, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram. And then it comes to a point again where it's like, all right, okay, so I can only reach so many people. Uh, and then the next stage is like your advertising, like your Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads um, on there. So, you know, advertising through that. Uh, and then those combined uh, help that help the growth of the business and help it, you know, push forward in the right direction, uh, along with other strategies such as, you know, retention rates, because you've, you've got to keep members um, in the place. So when you work out like net gain uh, and what you, you know, look at the cancellation rate and then the, you know, the positive people you're signing up, is that, is that in a positive rather than a negative? Because sometimes people can be getting new people through the door, but people can be leaving just as fast. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to kind of keep it, keep an eye on that, and keep a track of the numbers. Um, you know, to 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 improve the business and make the business grow. So, yeah, sorry to long winded answer no. to the question, but no. uh, that's that's our kind of our key steps to to you know to get these members through the door and, and keep on growing consistently, no matter what month it is um, through through the year, and do do a do a great job and you know, let people know about it. And I heard that one off. Uh, I did a course a while ago with uh, Jonathan Goodman. Some people, some of you guys might have heard him. He does the, a lot of the online stuff. Um, and yeah, he said that. And it's kind of always stuck with me as well. It's like, yeah, do a really good job, which we which we know we do. And make sure people know about it uh, in social media, in advertising, in referral friends. And, you know, it spreads and the, the word gets out. And yeah, it's good. So. We're looking yeah. forward to the this year's growth. Yeah. And and now let's say that growth goes exponential here. Right? I mean, let's say unlimited here. Yeah. As high as you could possibly think. Hypothetically speaking, yeah. of course, I mean, how much higher can you go? Right? Like what would capacity look like? Yeah. So if you work out um the operational capacity of the business and how many clients you can serve, how many sessions you have on your timetable, uh the formula. You, you can use to work that out um, by how many spots you have in your sessions, then it'll work out your operational operational capacity of how many people you can actually serve. So some people says that, you know, I want to make, I want to make 20 grand. I want to make 30 grand, um, you know, per month. Well, can you make that sort of money with uh, the model that you have, the business model um, or, you know, uh, do you need to change things? Like, do you need to add more sessions to the timetable? Do you need to increase the the size of your sessions? Um, do you need to charge more? Because that's like a you know another part to it as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's another thing you've got to think of. And then when you get to that certain capacity, operational capacity, then then the time to start thinking is it is it the right time to uh, either increase the size of the gym so we can add more people into the into the gym or do we you know do another location but that's obviously a massive step yeah <laughs> uh, and there's course. a lot of things a lot of things that need to be uh yeah tied up before you know you make that make that step into another unit so um some of the users might have uh, sorry users some of the listeners might have heard about like your capacity and operational capacity and how you work it out uh, but I think it's a very, very useful tool um, to, to use. And, and some people, if, if they've not heard that before, I'd definitely say check, check it out and, and work out your operational capacity 
first before you kind of make any decisions on on how much money you make, how many members you want to service, because there'll be a, there'll be a cap on that somewhere. Yeah, that's very true. I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration until you need to, right? Or yeah. until it's too late. And I think yeah. when you can kind of take that into consideration from the jump, right, and and yeah. not have to go through that trial and error, I think that's a big point. And I think that's a great perspective for the viewers. And I think it's a great point for the viewers. So thank you for that, Rob. Um, yeah, and I kind of want to take a a step back and circle back to what you were mentioning before in terms of metrics and numbers here. I mean, now, mm-hmm. not to dive too deep, but I mean, how do you track those numbers? I mean, how do you know how long someone's been in your lifetime value, your churn rate, attrition, all these things? How, I mean, how do you track that? Um, so, do you mean, just say that, just ask the question again, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how do you yeah. track your metrics, basically? Like, do you use software? Do you use pen and paper? What works best for you guys? Okay, so tracking, like, member retention so like our retention rate we we track that on you know how many members obviously go in about uh, of how many members we've got versus how many members are going out the door um we do that on like a weekly basis and then in terms of like people coming in we have a system set up um on our on our system and when a trialist come through or a challenge person comes through they get added to the uh to the system and then that tells us you know, we've had one trial, we've had two trials. And then we go away and look at that on like a monthly basis, a weekly basis and say, okay, we've had, you know, five new trialists come through the door today. Um, and we've had uh, this week, sorry. And then we've had two member signups and we've had one cancellation. And then we just assess that over over the weeks and over the month, just to keep a, a finger on on the pulses, as, as they say, to... Um, yeah, to, to know where your business is at rather than kind of just let it be, you know, go haywire and, you know, don't have a, a track of any numbers at all. Like that's, that's scary when you, when you, when you don't know your numbers, um, cause you don't know how your business is performing. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big point I'd say. And, and definitely one that I've, you know, we've started to do as, as, as gym over gym owners, uh, track your numbers weekly, monthly, uh, quarterly, and make sure you are moving in the right direction instead of guessing, uh, guessing at how many members you think you've got, guessing at how many people are going to sign up, guessing at you know how many members have walked out the door. Because when you actually take a step back, sometimes the they're not as the numbers aren't as scary as you think. Uh, and even though you know you act on emotion and it might be. Oh, you know, I think we've had a lot of people, you know, leave this month or, you know, we've not had enough signups. When you, when you look at the numbers, they, they kind of clarify and, uh, and speak for themselves and put you at ease. Uh, so yeah, definitely for the gym owners out there listening, um, yeah, track, track the numbers. And that's a, that's a big part of, of, of being a, a gym owner as well and a coach. Cause I think you can get lost sometimes in, doing the day-to-day stuff of like coaching, cleaning uh, members, you know, sorting issues out. And it's, it's difficult when you've got your head buried in the sun. So, um, yeah. 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 Can't get lost in that. Yeah. I think so true. We track mm-hmm. everything, you know, as fitness professionals, we track our, our, our metric, I mean, sorry, our macros, exactly. right, how much weight is on the bar, you know, how much body yeah. fat you have, but sometimes you forget those metrics. I mean, yeah. hard to understand, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Hey, uh, it's, it's true. It's the same. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the same, isn't it? Like we do that as fitness professionals when we're in the gym ourselves and our food. Um, 
but then you know business it, it needs to be the same like it's a as a, a business we need to track those things agreed couldn't agree with you anymore there and so yeah. moving on to this next question Rob, gonna be a little bit of a longer-winded question so bear with me on this one um, okay you know in the fitness and gym industry there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly right it's gonna be your lead generation which is getting people through the door right mm-hmm. your acquisition which is your sales getting somebody from being an interested client to a paying client and then your mm-hmm. retention and ascension which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Rob, mm-hmm. of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, in our gym business at the moment, um, I'd say our lead generation is pretty good. Um, I'd say possibly the second one, almost like the lead to sale, right? Like actually, you know, getting someone interested and following up with them and getting them through the door could be a little bit better or we could improve that and be faster. Um, on the follow-up rate, uh, we do have a good system in place, but I'm a perfectionist and I like things to be done like perfectly. So uh, <laughs> it's always good to you try and, imp- imp- you know, I could improve in all the areas, but if I'm picking one, maybe the middle one um, as our most. I think we do the other, t- other two quite well with like our member, like you talk about retention, like we, we look at member events, doing one of those each month. We look at... Um, you know, holding like challenges for the members, like in gym challenges, um, you know, like you say, it even comes down to like just merchandise, like having be feeling a part of the team, like with, um, you know, hoodies or t-shirts. Um, yeah. So I think we can always improve in every area, but if I was picking one, I'd say probably like follow-ups are a big one for us. Uh, sometimes we don't follow up as, as fast as we should. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think I want to say that before we continue here, Rob, because, because mm-hmm. it's, I think when you can put success to the side and still admit that you can still improve in certain places, I think that's a big eye opener for the viewers. So thank you for that, Rob. Um, okay. Last two questions for you. Uh, my two mm-hmm. questions. Okay. What's the bigger <laughs> picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Well, long-term, I think uh, the plan is to, obviously create like a, an amazing gym where people can come in feel part of something like bigger train um get some great results because we're a results driven gym as well like we're hungry to get that uh for our members so we offer them so much support in on the nutrition side of things with the members site uh the accountability coach where they're checking in with us weekly we're like a i'd say like a hybrid of of um, an online coach and, a, and a, an in-person coach um, so I think those two gel together of like being part of a community and getting the results is like a winning, a winning combination. And I think filling the, the gym up to its max capacity um, and it, you know, staying at that max capacity and being able to, you know, generate, uh, generate leads effectively, bring members into the, into the gym, uh, as well as having like systems in place for like, you know, not wanting people to leave and having like the, you know, cancellation conversations, et cetera. Um, yeah, and just creating a, a a great gym. What's what's very kind of systemized and runs really really well, and then can be replicated into into other gyms and either be that expanding into another another premises or another unit, or opening the current gym into a larger space, which will allow us to service more clients um, in there and open up more sessions on a timetable. Employ you know, more coaches uh, to run those sessions. Um, 
as well because I don't want to get bogged down too much on yeah I, I I love you know don't get me wrong I'm 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 a I love coaching and I love I started out one-to-one I love being part of like the the fitness industry and coaching clients to uh, perform better in life and competition and feel better and you know get the results but I do like the business side of things as well I like I like to grow uh, the business I like to look at numbers I like to look at marketing uh, and I think that's the direction that I'd like to go in eventually um, as the business grows. Um, and yeah, you know, that's, that, that's the kind of the, the, the vision uh, that I want to do is, is build a, a great brand um, and then keep replicating the brand as well uh, and be a little bit, a little bit different than, than what people offer out there at the moment. There we go. There we go. I think that's awesome. And I think you're going to do it, Rob. I can tell you that. <laughs> Cheers, JJ. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. And I got one more for you here. My, my favorite question yeah. of the day. You know, Rob, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Uh, one piece of advice from when I first started. I'd probably say don't be so don't be so hard on yourself um as much and things take time. So just having that um yeah, be easier on like yeah, give yourself a little bit more time to succeed because I think I rush things too much and I wanna get to the top like straight away. I wanna do everything like all at once. So uh, and I know that creating a, a great brand and a great business um, to, does does take that time to to get there. So even for me now going forward, I'd still tell my, try and tell myself that advice. Uh, take your time and don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing a you're doing a great job, Rob. There we go, Rob. That was a mic drop of an answer, man. Way to close it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Good. But before we sign good. out. Please uh, yeah, shout yeah. out your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Mm-hmm. So you can find us online, obviously. Uh, if you type in on Google, ballistic www.ballisticperformance.co.uk. We're on Instagram as ballistic underscore performance. Uh, same on Facebook as well. Um, and, and that's it. Yeah, just our platforms is our website and our Instagram and Facebook at the moment. There we go. There we go, Rob. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Rob, just stick around for two seconds if you can, just like a little how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah, just going to sign fine. everybody else out over here, okay? Okay, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. 
What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with JD from Mid Valley Fitness in Mercedes, Texas. What's up, JD? How are you today? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right, so let's jump into the details here, wasting no time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What is the little backstory there? Origins, Mid-Valley Fitness Origins, right? Yes. Uh, so basically, um, I was working as a firefighter and uh, doing CrossFit workouts out of my garage. Uh, locally in the area I lived in, the Mid-Valley is what it's called in, the, in South Texas. There were, there were no CrossFit affiliates at the time in this area. So if I wanted to work out at a box, I would have to drive, you know, west or east for at least 20 minutes to get to a, a gym like that. Um, so one day, speaking with a friend of mine uh, over a bowl of Chipotle, we just decided, you know what, why don't we just try opening up our own gym? Let's look for a facility. We already have a bunch of uh, home equipment. We wouldn't have to buy too much more to start mm -hmm. and just kick one off. So... Uh, that's kind of how the idea started. We started working the numbers. I did it for a couple of weeks uh, where we would sit down before a workout, get the whiteboard out and just start writing expenses and ideas and uh, kind of game planning the entire um, adventure. Right. Uh, and then we pulled the trigger on it and made it happen. We had a grand opening and, and opening affiliates. At one point in time, I had a partner. Okay. Uh, so that's no longer. No, that's no longer. Got it. Okay. Uh, and how long ago was this? How long ago did you open with the partner? That was uh, 2017. So about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So now you're on your own solo show now? Excuse me? You're on your own now solo? 100% yeah, solo. Got it. Okay. So about, a year, about a year ago, my partner stepped, he decided to step away. Yeah. Things got, got a little too stressful. His personal life was a little chaotic. So he decided, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. And we had a mutual split. Yeah. Okay. And do you prefer being solo in the business or did you prefer being uh, part of a partnership? Mm, now I prefer being solo. Yeah. Yeah. That makes things much easier. Yeah. Yeah. The decision making regarding the business is a little bit easier when you don't have to run everything by somebody else and get on the same page as somebody else all the time. So can definitely. Yeah. That and like that, that in the perspective of like the workload, you know, cause in, in each partner's eyes, they're going to be doing more work than the other partner. Yeah. You know, they do everything. Well, no, I do everything. And you right. know, the realities are different for both people. Mm -hmm. um, my partner's great. You know, at the time I, I love him. He's a great guy. He's been a really good friend of mine. We're still yeah. great friends. But uh, business-wise, like, it just wasn't for him anymore. He didn't have the heart for it anymore. Like, I could just kind of tell, like, he just wasn't in it. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't blame him. It was very difficult at one point with COVID and everything. So um, I don't blame him for having those, those feelings towards the business. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And are you still an affiliate today? No. So we dropped the affiliation um, basically towards the middle of COVID during okay. the shutdown. Um, we were paying, you know, the affiliation fee, $300 a month, mm -hmm. and I just didn't see a lot of value from CrossFit, um, during that time, you know, I didn't want to pay into it anymore if they weren't going to be providing us any resources besides the name for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I went ahead and decided to just step away from the affiliation. We couldn't afford it for one either. We had no choice, basically. I had to stop. Mm -hmm. So we did, and uh, I did a name change. We, well, I went with Mid Valley Fitness, and that's what we are now. So we were across the Mercedes prior to this. Got it. Okay. And so now what does your business model look like today? Is it still kind of the same thing or are you still doing group classes? So um, at one point in time, it was very heavy on group training. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything revolved around group training. Okay. Uh, and then we started diversifying slowly. Okay. We have group training uh, of an hour class. Let's do a 30 minute class. And it worked for a little bit, right? It's kind of been on and off with that 30 minute class that quick fit or burn class, like the different names we've given it compared to the, the general functional fitness, one hour strength conditioning class, right? Mm -hmm. um, now we have our one hour class. We have a 30 minute class. It's been doing pretty good. Um, we sell nutrition before we kind of did it for free. Like, oh, if you're a member, we'll hook you up with a meal plan. We'll, we'll set you right, right? But members didn't see the value in it because it was free. Right. And we were losing money because that's something we could have charged. And it just wasn't good for the gym anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so we have that along with online training. We have members that get our programming and pay uh, online membership. Personal training is huge. Uh, and I, we've just diversified more. Yeah. Open gym. We have an open gym membership. Keyless entry. They can go in whenever they want. So those other revenue streams have helped out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. As far as, like you said, providing other streams of revenue. Massive. You gotta, you got, yeah, you have to get uh, innovative. Right. And I didn't start getting very innovative until COVID forced me to get innovative. Yeah, right. right? You got to do something unless you just wanted to give up and, and close the business. You have to be getting uh, getting smart with, with how you were spending your time and what you were marketing. Yes, absolutely. Adapting and... Uh, Kind of going with the flow of the industry to make it work, especially during that time. That was obviously a wild, wild time within the industry. Um, along the lines of the perceived value thing, I'd love to talk about that because that's something that a lot of gym owners really get hung up on. Um, you said before with the nutrition, you were offering it, but people weren't really taking advantage of it because they didn't see the value behind it because it was free, yeah, right? Exactly and right. people who pay, pay attention. Right. It's like if somebody's actually paying for something, they're invested in it financially, chances are they're going to stick to it. Right. Yeah. It's like if you throw a free meal plan at somebody, they're probably not even going to pay attention to it. Right. They're going to throw it on the passenger seat in their car and probably end up throwing it out. Right. Like it's not something that they're going to actually pay attention to or stick to or get any results from. But if they're in some type of nutritional program and they're paying for it and somebody's holding them accountable to actually stick to the plan chances are they're going to do that and they're going to get results and that makes a huge difference yeah so, good for and, both. and you're making money from that not only are you forcing the client to actually do what's necessary to get the results because you're holding them accountable mm -hmm. a client who pays for something is going to be like you know hey i'm doing this now because i paid 300 dollars. Exactly. now i'm going to do it to get right. these results. Yes. Um, so it's a win-win for both. The gym gets money, which it's the client's gym, right? The gym's getting money. They'll get better equipment, whatever that money goes to. And then they're getting the results because now they're sticking to the damn plan, right? Uh, it's crazy how people, uh, how they have that perception of it. You know, if, if it's for free, it must, it's probably not good, but it's the yeah. same information 
as a you know three hundred dollar plan or right. whatever it is you're providing, right? So uh, yeah, and that was something I took years to learn. You know, I thought I was doing them a, a huge favor by giving away free meal plans, and mm-hmm. I was being that awesome coach who was you know what really trying to hook up their members, but I wasn't helping anybody by doing that. No. Right. And that's so important. And it's always, I always hear, well, it's not about the money. And it's like, okay, well, is it about helping people? Yeah. Because that's what I, I always hear back in response, right? It's like, well, it's not about the money. It's about helping people. And it's like, okay, but how many people are you actually helping if they're not actually sticking to the plan and getting the results that they're looking for? Right. You're not helping them. So that's a, a really good point there. Um, now, how large is your facility? How many square feet are you working with? So our facility is just under 7,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah, so pretty we, big. Yeah, so 1,500 square feet of that is uh, dedicated to storage. Okay. Um, it's not really a workout area. Now, the actual workout area is about 5,500 square feet. Okay. So it's good. Um, we have classes that are about you know 12 to 15 members deep and uh plenty of room for COVID restrictions and things like that um this wasn't our facility from the beginning though our old facility that we were in prior prior to the move was uh, a warehouse your typical old warehouse it was 5,000 square feet but it was run down leaky roof um busted up doors bay doors there was no parking lot it was basically dirt um, so we would get dirt blown in all the time. It was just a huge mess. Yeah. Right? And it worked for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. The rent was a little cheaper and we made it happen. <laughs> so we made it work. And uh, after COVID, I decided, you know what? If I want to provide more value to the memberships, I need a better facility. Mm-hmm. As it's way too hot to be in a warehouse. It's way too dirty. And um, members, if I want them to pay more, $100 membership, $110, $120, I can't be charging that when they're doing burpees and dirt. You know what I mean? No one's going to want to pay that. So we made the opportunity came to move into a unit at a local um, mall. So it's okay. Indoor, yeah, it's an indoor uh, unit, boutique style. It's got three massive AC units. And uh, security it has actual parking lot. So it was just a nine day switch, mm-hmm. but it required a lot of work because you're talking about moving, you know, damn near a hundred of those horse stall mats, uh, a lot yeah. of rig, a lot of weights, a lot of equipment. It was a massive move. And uh, luckily I have some, some very, very good members and I just put it out there. Hey, I, we need help. You know, or, or anybody that can volunteer their time come on in, help me out. And we're going to make this move to this new location. So uh, it looked like Santa's workshop at one point. <laughs> I had a bunch of guys in there and we we're just breaking stuff down. You're talking about grinders and sparks flying everywhere, spray paint, repainting things and fixing things. And yep. it made it work, you know? So, um, but yeah, the new facility is great. Again, a, a night and day switch. And mm-hmm. the rent wasn't much higher. We went from paying uh, 2,700 a month for the 5,000 square foot warehouse to paying 3,300 a month for 7,000 square feet, AC, two restrooms, clean. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, that's low. Yeah. We were blessed. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Good for you. I'm from the Northeast. So it's. Much. 
more expensive. Yeah. Pretty, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> but the, the profit memberships out there, I'm sure it's probably double the price. Oh yeah. I mean, $200 a month easily. Yeah. Down here in South Texas, um, cost of living's much lower. Um, just to give you an idea, like, I mean, I bought my house in 2013 for $34,000 cash. Yes. What? Yeah. I mean, wow. that's not that anymore. Real estate's gone up and everything. Yeah. At one point in time, you know, like I said, 2013, which wasn't that long ago, but um, yeah. Cost of living is a whole different ballgame down here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's wild. Um, so now as far as your membership goes, how many members are you currently serving? Oh man, we're, uh, we're in between, I would say 55 and 65. It's been kind of up and down from there. Okay. Almost like a daily change. Something will happen to somebody. They can't come in for a couple months. Uh, somebody will come in. They'll sign up for a month or two. You know, and it's just kind of like membership retention is good. We have uh, a very good core base of members that are just sticking with us. Mm -hmm. You're talking from day one. Um, it's a matter of breaking this uh, barrier of, of, I would say, 70 members. We haven't broken that in a long time. Prior to COVID, we, at one point, we were over 100 members. And that was at the facility. And I'm like, man, if we were able to do it then. What's keeping us from doing it now? You yeah. know? Um, so it's just been kind of an uphill battle since, um, you know, to be honest, at, uh, there are points in times where I neglect the gym as a business owner. I work full time as a firefighter. Um, I like to travel a lot. Um, obviously my own personal hobbies, surfing and fishing and working out too, like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to put your nose down and grind every single day, day in, day out. I kind of, you know, to be honest, I get satisfied with, okay, we're, we're where we need to be. The coaches are getting paid. Uh, rent's getting paid. We're pretty all right. Let me just chill for a bit. We just hosted a, a CrossFit competition. Uh, it wasn't a sanctioned event or anything like that. Just a local uh, fitness competition, I guess you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, we hosted one about a month ago and it did great. It brought in some good money for the gym. And after that, I just kind of like, you know what? I need to take a break because prepping for that and juggling everything else in my life, it kind of took a toll on me. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where I'm kind of at right now. But I'd stay active. I stay proactive. Um, I, I do research. I'm reading uh, some books right now. Um, Profit for Micro Gyms. I just started that book. Okay. I do keep my ear open to podcasts. I just never heard of this one. Uh, I'm typically in like uh, the two brain podcast and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think is really holding you back from growth? I mean, the membership has been pretty stagnant from what I'm hearing you say. Do you think it is kind of the lack of investment of time that you're putting in on your end or I think just it's kind of like a, a lack of... I think it's a hundred percent, uh, literally me not investing my time more because the gym's there and the gym's good. And what we offer is very good. The value is good. Right. Um, obviously we could make things better here and there if I want to be very nitpicky, mm -hmm. but for the most part, we're doing good, uh, to our members. I believe we could probably, like, we could probably do better. Um, where I am, where I believe I'm dropping the ball is not dedicating an hour or two hours out of my day to nurturing uh, leads, potential clients, calling people back because I forget to do that all the time um, and, and reaching out marketing, right? trying to reach out to more people. Um, so we moved into this outlet mall. The outlet mall is set to have about 1,500 employees, okay? I haven't 
gone around to any of the stores to promote my gym. There are stores in the mall that still don't even know that there's a gym in the mall. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I were to tap into maybe just 5% of the 1,500 employees, I could bring in a decent amount of people. I just haven't put the time into going store to store. Hey, I'm JD. We have a gym right within walking distance of you guys. We provide X, Y, Z. Let me just promote this, right? Take some of the girls with me and just have like a good friendly vibe and try to uh, make the sale. I haven't done that. Uh, we're having a coaches meeting tonight, actually. We're going to have it over dinner. Okay. Uh, I have about six or seven coaches. Uh, we're going to meet up tonight and we're going to discuss a lot of these things. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to delegate some tasks to certain coaches. Mm -hmm. um, we already have a couple of girls that are very big on the social media thing and they take care of a lot of that for me. Um, but I want to host some events and I want to get ideas to bring in some more members. Yeah. So. I'm starting to put my, my foot back on the gas pedal. I'm starting to move again. I just needed to kind of take a break for a little while, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Other sure gym owners can relate to that. It's difficult day yeah. in and out, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I do pay myself, but I don't make a lot of money from it, mm -hmm. right? I try to put a lot of the money back into the gym. Um, whatever I do pay myself, it's typically, it goes to like a pair of shoes, which is work-related, some CrossFit mm -hmm. shoes. Right. Trainers, right? Um, gym clothes, same thing, kind of work-related. Mm -hmm. I need to look good as, a, as an owner and a coach there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but as far as like, you know, some people might, some members might be thinking I'm rolling in dough, but that's not the... That's not I know, the, right? Isn't it funny? Like, yeah. People automatically think if you're a business owner that you're like rich. Oh, this and guy, it's like, it's just so, a lot of the time, it's just so opposite from that. What's that? But yeah, they think that you're laughing on your way to the bank, you know, like, yeah, yeah you're right. scrubbing over something. No, that's not the case. Like, I'm providing a, something for you guys. This mm -hmm. is your gym, you know, and uh, I'm trying to do my best, right? Right, but, yeah. See. Yeah, and I mean, I totally get it. I was working uh, about 90 hours a week in my gym for an extended period of time trying to scale it, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it got exhausting like if i were to go back and have to do that again like i don't know if i could do that yeah. right oh, yeah. um <laughs> but the and i understand when you say like you haven't gone to these other stores within the mall to uh talk to people and start those conversations and for it's like who wants to do that you know like yeah. who who wants to do that it takes a lot well, of time it takes you out it, of the gym it does take a lot of time to, to be honest i enjoy talking to people I really do. And I have been looking forward to doing it for a while. Like, yeah, let me go out there and let me talk to people. I, I like to do that. And I yeah. like try to bring in people and expose them to something that could change their life, you know? Yeah, right. Um, I guess for my thing, it's, it's literally a matter of time, having the time to dedicate to that. And for whatever reason, I just haven't prioritized it to that level to like scooting everything out of the way and, and putting that on there. Right. I mean, time's the only thing that you can't get back. So I guess the, the other side of that would be, what if you had people actually walking in your doors that were actually interested in what it is that you have to offer on a consistent basis? And then you could have those conversations with those people. Because yeah. that's going to provide you a higher return on investment as far as your time goes than talking to people who maybe have no interest in coming into yeah. the gym ever. Exactly. You know? why, why go chase people? instead of bringing, allowing them just to come in. Right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. 
100%. Yeah. So do you have any type of system in place to generate leads, a consistent, so, reliable system? So the idea I had, or the idea I have, and that I've uh, implemented from time to time, it has not been on a consistent basis, so, which it should be. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, the idea uh, of using the member, not using them, I don't want to say use them. The idea of uh, asking the members to reach out to loved ones and friends and those that they know who can benefit from the gym. Now, the members aren't salespeople, but the members have more trust from those people than they do from me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I go and talk to somebody and I promote promote it, I, I sweet talk it every which way, they're still going to be like, yeah, I don't know about this JD guy. But if their best friend who goes to my gym goes and sweets talk it and, and, and you know tells them everything, hey, this gym is awesome. They're going to be like, well, you know what? Like I've known this person for about 10 years. They're talking highly about this gym. I trust them. I'm going to go too, right? They don't know JD at all. So I try to get my members to, hey, bring people in. Like, do you know somebody? Your mom, a friend, anybody that can benefit from, from this to get healthier. And it works. It works great. I just haven't been on top of it like I should. I've gotten yeah. complacent with it. I've gotten complacent with it. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that's supplemental. But on the flip side of that, it's also limited, right? It's like people only know so many people. Yeah. So it's like of those people, how many of them are interested in fitness at all? How many of them are interested in what you offer? How many of them are looking for a new gym? You know, it really starts to shrink yeah. down that pool and you only have so many people to pull from. So That's it's true. great as a supplemental way to bring people in the door. But most gyms are lacking a system for consistent, reliable, high quality leads walking in the door on a daily basis. Okay, Bree, it sounds like you have some kind of system about. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's usually where people get stuck, right? It's like you get to a certain member mark and it's like, okay, we've been here for a while yeah. and that's kind of where you stay, right? Because it's like, you'll have a couple people coming in from word of mouth referrals and then on a monthly basis, a couple of people leave as well for yeah. a multitude of reasons. They relocate, they get a new job, they have an injury, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Things happen, people leave. But that's not great for business. And if we ever wanna get to the next level, then we gotta have a consistent, reliable system in place that doesn't take our time away from being in the gym and providing the services that we provide, right? It's like, if we can do both, if we can be on the floor, coaching people, making money, but then also have people flowing in, then yeah. that's the best of both worlds, that's right? Without a doubt, without a doubt, I agree with that. So I get it. I scaled my gym from basically closing to doing $100,000 a month. So I get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild, it's a wild ride and it's, it can be frustrating and challenging, but I mean, there's definitely ways to make it happen. Um, and then also like the lead nurture thing as well like that's a whole other ball game right it's time. like a lot of time yes that takes a lot of time and if you can get some type of system some type of automation behind that and i know a lot of people are afraid of automation but it's come a long way and it doesn't always look like a robot um but what i always say is that like it's better to shoot out an email or a text message or some point of contact immediately than mm -hmm. it is to 
reach out to them a week later or forget about them completely, right? It's so easy for people to slip through the cracks there. So that's a, another piece, automating some of the things to take some tasks off of our plates so that we can focus on the, the bigger picture. I like it. All right, so now what are your main focuses within the business right now? What are your goals? What is the big picture for you? I know you said you're kind of starting to step on the gas pedal a little bit more now and focus some more attention back into the gym, but ideally, where would you like the business to be? Ideally, I would like the business to be at, a, at that 100 member mark. That would be like the golden number for us, right? Mm -hmm. I would even I wouldn't even mind putting a cap on the memberships at 100 members. You know what I mean? And just sustaining that. That's the ideal uh, number to bring in the the revenue that I would like, right? To one, pay off some debt that we have for equipment and random things, and mm -hmm. two, uh, as an owner, to yes, to make my time worth it, right? To bring in that money and and uh, have it run itself, right? To where I can step back and not coach and I can afford to pay coaches even more, right? Right. Hours, so uh, that would be the overall um, goal. For me to step away from coaching, maybe only do personal training and to have enough revenue to make my time worth continuing this business. Right. right? Yeah. Because Absolutely. If not, if not, I mean, no matter how much I want to help people, it's like, I got to think about myself and my son, my family, like, um, there's only so many hours out of the day and it's just really worth it to me, right? Right. You can be yeah. selfless forever, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if the return on investment isn't there, you're investing so much of your time and your effort and um, just in areas that aren't providing anything for you in return, it's like as much as you want to help people, it really doesn't make sense, right, at the end of the day. So, yeah, I mean, and you're in a, a better position than a lot of people having, you said you have seven coaches, right? Mm, yeah, we have, uh, let's see here. We have Kate, Chris, Izzy, Leo, Rob, Gabe, and then myself. So yeah, myself plus six. I, and yeah. they're, they're good people. They're really, really good people. I've been super blessed with the help from these, these coaches. If anything comes up, there's always, oh, we have Claire as well right now. Claire's okay. Um, if anything ever comes up, these these coaches fill in and they step up, and man, I couldn't be any more proud of these people. That's um, awesome. Forward to our, our coach meeting tonight. They're good. Yeah, good absolutely. People. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you can't get it to a point where things are running themselves and you can step out and. Well, I've done it to where you know I went to Maui a couple months ago for mm -hmm. a week, a little over a week. Coaches ran it. Mm -hmm. Um, I did another trip not too long ago for about four or five days. Coaches ran it. You yep. know, so, um, and in the past, same thing. That wasn't my first time going to Hawaii. And it's been years of me being able to step away. So I've been fortunate enough to have coaches and people there and obviously the revenue to pay them because they're not, you know, we're not doing it like some other gyms where, hey, you coach, uh, you'll just get a free membership and that would be your form of payment. Yeah. No. Uh, this isn't some gym like that. So I like to pay my people to make sure they coach good. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Luckily, we're at that point. We're able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like I said, that's huge because a lot of gym owners are not in that position. A lot of gym owners are kind of 
one man shows or one woman shows and they can never get out. Right. It's like the gold. I, did, I did do that. Um, I think the first year, my partner actually had to leave uh, financially. He was having some issues mm-hmm. and his job required him to go, you know, out of the state or whatever. Um, so he left and I got kind of stuck with the gym for about six months solo coaching five to six classes a day yeah. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I actually wasn't working as a firefighter. I had left my job with the fire department to kind of just focus on that 100%. Uh, and it helped a lot. But um, once I got more coaches in, I was able to get my job back with the difference. Right. In, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's very challenging. And most gym owners are in that situation. And then they struggle with bringing coaches on because then their members get so used to them all the time that they always expect them and they always want them there that's right it's like you know you've only got so many hours in a day and if you ever want to scale it's really hard to scale a business and work on a business when you're always working in the business yeah so they get stuck Mm -hmm. and it's it's a really challenging spot to get out of so that's good that you've got some reliable good people in place already. So good. Um, Now, as far as membership goes and how you structure memberships, do you do packs, like class packs? Do you do six month memberships, 12 month memberships? What do you do as far as membership structure goes? Okay, so membership structure as of now, um, our one hour class, uh, we call it the unlimited class because mm-hmm. you can access to the one hour, the 30 minute and, uh, and open gym if you pay a little extra, but that, that membership's at a hundred dollars a month. Okay. okay. There's no limit on sessions. I know some other gyms do two sessions a week and things like that. We don't put a, a limit on the sessions and they can jump from the one hour to the 30 minute for an extra $10 on that membership. They can get access to keyless entry for open gym. Okay. So it would be one ten for everything. That's that membership. Then we have the burn class. So it's a 30 minute class Monday through Friday. And that one's at $65 a month. The burn class is month to month. The unlimited is a three month commitment. Okay. So when I, when they sign up a member, I tell them, Hey, you're, you're signing up for three months. Give it a three month, give it a chance of three months. You're going to get results. If you like it, you can continue. If you don't, then you can call it good there. Um, But we don't have like a year commitment. It's just three months is the furthest out. Um, after the burn, we have that open gym membership that one's at $55 a month and that gives them access to open gym and all the programming. Okay. Uh, we do personal training, $50 a session, uh, with the eight session minimum purchase for the month It's twice a week, um, or a 12 session purchase. And then we do nutrition. Nutrition, uh, is a $65 consultation fee for the, the first talk. And then it's $150 for three months of meal plan right so it's going to be be personalized and customized here and there depending on how the the client's doing right and uh the online membership that's at 45 hours a month that gives them just online programming Mm -hmm. Uh, that doesn't give them any like coaching it's just hey here's the the programming basically go do it on your own you know right home or somewhere else we have some members doing that okay um now, as far as your group classes go, have you ever considered raising the membership rate for the group classes specifically? Yeah, I have, of course, especially with inflation. 
and all that. I was literally talking to one of my coaches this morning about this, like, hey, you know, uh, our rates have been the same for a while now. Um, I mean, we've slowly creeped them up and there's a lot of members that I have, which I didn't tell you. There are a lot of members that I have that have been grandfathered in that are paying $90 a month. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, it's one of the, it's a double-edged sword. It's very difficult to, to explain the value and the reasoning of why we need to raise the membership without offending them. You know, uh, we live in South Texas and down here, I had to say it, some people are kind of stingy with their money. And it's like, it's, it's an extra $5 or an extra $10, but this is the reason why. We're paying more rent. Um, coaching isn't free. Like I have to pay these coaches. There's mm -hmm. constantly things going on with the facility. You know what I mean? Like just maintenance in general. Um, and then of course the equipment loans, stuff like that, that we still owe. So just to keep the place running, right? Overall expenses. Uh, like we like we said, inflation has been doing a lot to us on that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I haven't gotten around to developing a strategy on getting rid of those grandfathered memberships, but I need to, I know I need to. And then the regular um, price, I guess you can say for new people coming in, I, yes, I have considered raising that as well. Right. It's just, it's difficult in my area. It really is. I, I mean, I'm not trying to have an excuse, but where I live in Mercedes, there's no, there was no market for fitness whatsoever. I had to create it right as best as i could and it's been working for the most part um to just get us where we're at right now right mm -hmm. we can definitely be doing better but if if we lived further west or further east in some of the bigger cities where they're charging 160 180 yeah it makes a lot of sense so the cost of living there is completely different in mercedes texas if you were to google the median like household income it's like 30 grand you know these people aren't making a lot of money where I get a lot of my members, luckily, are from, well, yeah, some from Mercedes, but then we also get neighboring cities and people that are commuting because we're right off, like, the main expressway. Mm -hmm. So I have members that are, you know, that drive an hour away um, on their way back home from work. They right. get out, go to the gym, and then they go to Brownsville, like, way down the other side of the valley. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I do, I, I do believe that raising the membership rate would help. I just haven't developed a plan to go about implementing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a couple ways to go about it, but industry average is 125 per month for group classes. And now even more so there's, that's probably now on the low end of things, Yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, even in your situation, if you were able to get to 125 from 90, hundred, 110, where you are now, you know, that makes, quite a difference so it does without a doubt when you're talking about doing that to 50 members like right. that's a big increase in revenue mm -hmm. um it's a matter of doing it and possibly losing some members because there's some people that are, are like that like hey you know what yeah i'm not gonna pay an extra ten dollars i'd rather just stop coming you know yeah it's difficult to uh to handle it yeah usually people are surprised by the amount of people that don't leave and typically the people that do leave when you raise prices are the ones that give you uh, the most headaches along the way. If we, if we put it nicely, you know, I, I have um, that. yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> so most people are very understanding of it and most people don't leave. And you know, sometimes the ones that do, it's like, 
okay, see ya. <laughs> like, it's okay, you know? You weren't really supporting the gym after all. Kind of right, thing. yes, exactly. So again, again, people having that misconception of, well, if I pay this extra $10, it's going to, it's going to his pocket. Uh, he's right. That money. That's not the case. Like, hey, bro, we're trying to just keep this damn place running. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you want to, you know, have this. This is your gym. Like, if you want this to stay here, help right? Me. I just allocate the funds. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Just keeping the doors open. You know, paying the coaches, keeping the doors open, making sure the equipment is uh, up to date and everything's good to go. There. That's basically. You don't, you don't have to worry. I'm the guy that loses sleep over all this stuff. Yeah, no has to worry about this. Right. We don't see it that way. Right. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Where can you find me? Yes. Okay. It's going to be mid underscore valley underscore fitness. And that's on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, just mid valley fitness. All right. Cool. Pretty straightforward there. Yeah, my personal accounts, like, they're just to save time in my life. I, I constantly shut them down and bring them back for a little while and shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too much of my screen time. I'm already using enough uh, on the business itself, so. Right. Um, yep. I'm better off without the memes and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Totally get it. All righty. So, JD from Mid-Valley Fitness in Mercedes, Texas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been great having you on the show. All right. appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Garrett with Hybrid Performance out of Ohio. Garrett, what is going on, man? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today? Feeling good, man. Happy Thursday to you as well. Excited to, to be on here. Appreciate you uh, for having me out here. Um, yeah, we appreciate you being excited. here as well. Yes, yeah, sir. we're excited as well. We're excited as well. And I think we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with hybrid performance. But first, let's take a step back and let's give the viewers a little perspective. So if you can hear Garrett, in your own words, how would you describe hybrid performance and what you guys do? Uh, so hybrid's a, it's a private gym. Uh, and, you know, I do semi-private training uh, in a small group setting. So uh, we've got anywhere from you know high school athletes, college athletes, professional athletes. We've got your average, you know, normal people, as you would say, uh, coming in here. You know, age range from eight years old to 
50, 55. Um, you know, I do all the programming for you. So it's, it's essentially, you know, a personal trainer at a, you know, a cheaper price, you know, and you get to work out with, you know, other kids and other athletes in the you know, same uh, environment and atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I mean, we come in, uh, you know, kids wouldn't go anywhere from two to five days a week, um, you know, work on anything from, you know, speed, agility training, strength training. Uh, a lot of times with younger kids, you know, we'll work on uh, like the movement basics, um, you know, getting them ready to, you know, learn the techniques for all the you know, main lifts, main movements, so that once they get to high school, you know, they're, they're ready to go, they're not getting hurt. Um, I also work as an athletic trainer as well, so, you know, I get a lot of, you know, post-injury rehab, prehab, um, big in baseball too, so all the arm care, you know, nice. a lot of pitchers, you know, keep the arms healthy and whatnot, so really, I mean, you know, anything that anybody's looking for, you know, to do, you know, just, you know, get better overall, get healthy, you know, get right, you know, we, we can do it for you. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's great. I love the versatility there. And, um, you know, I guess to start with the bare bones basics here, I think let's give, let's kind of let's set it up for success. So, uh, how many, how many members are you serving currently, Garrett? Uh, currently 41. The highest that we've 41. been over the summer was 80. So that's okay. 80 people in a you know, 2,400 square foot spot. So it's pretty crowded at times, but wow. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that's awesome. And I think uh, the fact that you can fit that many people in 2,400 square, that's cool. Um, <laughs> now I, I, I like to ask this question too, because I think every gym's uh, a, a little different and especially with you being that, I, I mean, I love the name hybrid performance. You guys have the hybrid of, you know, performance training and also working with gen pop and all these things here. So what's been the best method of getting people interested or getting them through the door? What's worked well for you guys? Honestly, man, it's been, you know, word of mouth. You know, I grew up here in Paulding and my wife and I lived in Cincinnati for seven, eight years, decided to move home here. You know, so you know, a lot of people, it's a small town, you know, 3,600 people. Uh, so word of mouth has, has worked really well. Um, and two, man, there's, there's no other gyms like this around here. I mean, I, we've got three high schools in the county and a lot of them don't even have, you know, full-time strength coaches. So kids really don't have an avenue, you know, to get any performance training, get any strength training, you know, by, by a professional other than their, you know, their, their team coach. So uh, the word about this helped, you know, the social media as well has been huge. Um, I've got a local photographer, uh, Sarah Harris, who will come in a couple times a week, uh, take pictures, you know, I'll post that. You know, post the, the videos of the kids in the morning working out, and they love that to go in there and kind of show off what they're doing, especially the morning crew. You know, kids working in the morning before you know, everybody else is up out of bed. Uh, and then, you know, we'll sponsor and advertise a little bit at the local sporting events as well. You know, put signs up. Um, nice. you know, I'll go out and talk to some teams and whatnot. Uh, you know, I'll sponsor kids' lift-a-thons and, and all that. So, but, I mean, mainly right now, it's, it's been the word of mouth. I really haven't had a push a whole lot of the, you know, the additional marketing yet. I'm kind of waiting on, you know, getting a bigger space before I really push it. Not, you know, yeah. to be honest too, I don't want to grow too fast either. You know, I don't want to get too many kids in at one time. You know, they lose the value of me coaching them because I'm running all over the place working with too many people at once. So. Yeah. Being able to fulfill it is, is the most important thing. And, right. um, you know, Garrett, I mean, I think, uh, another good question here, and I'm kind of curious because you, you've gone as high as 80 or 40 now, but let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher than 80 could you go? I don't know, man. I mean, to be honest, I, I struggle with finding that, you know, that number. You know, there's been times where I've yeah. thought the number 
30 during the school year and I got 40, I thought it was 40. It really depends on the day. I mean, there's there's certain times when you know the gym's packed. Like, man, I can't take much more than this. And there's you know times when it's slow. So really, I haven't found that number yet. Um, you know, luckily in the summer, a lot of the additional kids that come to the you know the college and the professional athletes, they tend to work out at one time all together. So that kind of you, know, you get 20 of them, 20, 25 in there at one time. That kind of gives you you know more gap throughout the day to to work some more people in, but. 80s pushing it. 80s, 80s probably, probably up there. I would, I would say. I mean, during school, I could probably, if I really wanted to, push 60, but probably more comfortable keeping it at 50. I mean, during the school yeah. year, I'm only open three to seven in the afternoons too. So you got a four-hour window. You know, try to get everybody in there. Like I said, the main thing with, you know, that I pride myself on with the gym is kind of the, the personal coaching. The kids love the, you know, to get to work. You know have me coach them, work with other kids and, you know, building relationships too. And I don't want to jeopardize that by getting too many people in there at once. I think yeah. I kind of ran into that my, my first summer. I, I got a huge influx of probably 20 people in the month. And I saw a lot of the you know, first couple athletes, first 10, 15 athletes I had in the gym kind of drop off a little bit. And I realized, you know, I, I can't do too much, you know, all at once. I got, I got to keep my, you know, my, people that have been there from the start yeah and i i i agree i agree i think the retention is, is just as important as getting new people through the door right. um and i i really do i i appreciate the emphasis of, of the client experience versus just you know profit for lack of a better term here right because i think you can yeah. build it up as high as you want but if you can't fulfill it it's only so much that's going to make a difference right because if 10 people are coming in 10 people are falling off essentially there's no change so right. Um, now, I mean, I'm assuming here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Gary, but if you are a one man team here, I mean, how do you not, I mean, and then again, not metric specific, but how do you track, right? You don't, you don't have to dive too deep into, you know, the numbers here, but how do you actually do it? How do you know how long someone's been with you? How do you know when they started? How do you know if, you know, they're, they're looking to expire their sessions? I mean, like, how do you know all those things? Right. So I've got a, I've got an Excel sheet made up, you know, so whenever, you know, somebody joins the gym, you know, I'll put all their information in and obviously I'll keep track of the payments month by month. And I'll kind of use that as a, as an ongoing timeline for, you know, how long they've been there. Um, you know, if somebody drops off too, I mean, I, I don't just delete their information. I'll kind of keep that and save it for later days. So that they, if they come back after a you know, different sports season, you know, I can add them back in and see how long they've been there and whatnot. But I do a lot of tracking on Excel. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really my method so far. It's worked. It's worked well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. As long as you are doing some type of method of tracking, I think that's the, the best thing to do. Um, right. Whether even if it's pen and paper, I think there's, there's things that are more efficient for other people. And sometimes it may work for you or may not, but it's what you're doing. So and I, I personally, I love Excel. Um, so, so I don't think it's wrong. I don't there. know how to use all the fancy um, stuff on it, but it, it works for me sometimes. <laughs> simple, simple beats sexy, man. We know that. Um, and so uh, let's dive into this question. A little, a little longer question here, uh, Garrett, but a good question in itself. And so if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, you know, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most predominantly in the, in the, the, the fitness and gym industry are going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door. Your acquisition, which is your sales, which is getting somebody from interested client to a paying client. 
And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Garrett, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, I mean, honestly, right now, it'd probably be the, you know, the lead and, you know, the marketing just because I haven't done a whole lot of it. Um, I mean, not to sound cocky or anything, but, you know, once somebody walks in the door, I can usually get them to kind of sign on, you know, I can use all my, you know, athletic training background. I, I start everybody with a thorough uh, initial assessment so I can kind of show them, you know, Hey, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just your, you know, normal, you know, gym bro, personal trainer, wanting to start a gym. I, I, I can fix your body. I can correct your posture. I can get you feeling good, you know, as you progress and as you get stronger, as you get faster and all that. Um, and then, you know, really after the first, you know, it usually takes six to eight weeks to start seeing some real changes, you know, after those first couple of months, you know, they're hooked on it. Um, you know, they start feeling better. They see their body changing. And I really pride, you know, myself and everybody that works on the gym too, is the atmosphere in the gym. You know, we always want to keep a competitive atmosphere, you know, high school kids, athletes, they need that, you know, to thrive, they thrive on that. So, you know, once they, you know, once they feel themselves getting better, they, they see the results, um, they get a feel for the atmosphere, you know, they make friendships with everybody else in there, you know, they're, they're in it. I mean, obviously, you know, different sports seasons, you might have some people drop off at certain times, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say the lead generation, you know, I haven't really hit that very hard yet, but you know, I plan to here in the next, in the future. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love that, Gary. I think that's so important because I think the fact that you, well, number one, let me say this. I want to thank you for your honesty, right? And transparency. I think you could put success to the side and still admit you can improve in certain places is a big perspective shift for the viewers, right? So thank you for that, number one. And number two, I think, again, I said this earlier, I, I believe on air that, you know, you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional. You're not supposed to know how to market those things realistically, and that's okay. But if you're getting leads through some source, and it's working, then, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's only going to get you better if you can learn that extra stuff. Go ahead, sorry. All right. You're good. The, you know, social media, Instagram, and that's, that's been huge for us. I mean, I, I don't have a web page. I mean, I can just use the social media pages for all of our stuff there. And yeah. that's, that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, I, I realized when I started this too, man, I'm, I'm good at the personal training. I'm good at the, you know, health and sports performance side. I know nothing about the business side. So it's, it's, it's taken me a long time to kind of grasp with that and, you know, you think when you start this, you know, you're just gonna be training people all day. You don't realize how many hours and how much of your time it takes to be the other half, the business side of it as well. So that's a continuing to learn and grow on, on that side of things as well. Very true. Very true. And again, I appreciate the honesty there. So, and, and I got another question here for you. Last two questions, actually, Garrett. So uh, my two favorite questions though. Um, What's the bigger picture for you here, Garrett? What are you trying to accomplish long-term with the gym? So we're, I've got plans for a new building. Uh, I'm trying to put up a, we're going to put up a 60 by 80 building, you know, give us double the space. Um, you know, I, I really need an open turf area too, you know, just to give the kids more space to run around and stuff. You know, in the summer, it's fine. You can go outside and do things in, in the grass and a lot, whatnot. But in the winter, you're kind of, you know, stuck to the lifting. And I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, sports performance is not all about strength training. You know, a lot of people get too stuck in the lifting, you know, getting big and strong. I think that's it. There's a whole other side of it. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to move fast. You got to be able to stop, cut, you know, jump, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, unless you have space, you can't really do that. Um, with my baseball background as well, I, I plan to put up 
uh, batting and pitching cages in the, in the new gym as well. So you can you know, get kids in there to do some pitching, hitting lessons when the college and the pro guys are you know, back for summer, winter break. Um, the pitchers can throw. We can do you know live bullpens and and all that kind of stuff. Get their work in before the season. Um, so really kind of turn it into you know like more of like a sports complex. Obviously, you know, hey, you have your gym area, but then you know the added like baseball, hitting, pitching, throwing, and additional turf area as well. Um, and two, you know, like I said, mentioned before, not a lot of schools around here have a you know a professional strength coach. So you know, I, I want to help these kids out. Too many times I see kids come in, you know, the hurt is just because nobody's taught them to, to do things the right way. Um, you can't help everybody unless they're in there with you. So you know, I want to try to find a way to hire additional coaches and you know, train them and kind of outsource what we do at hybrid to the high schools as well. You know, get in the school, you know, provide the school with a trained professional to lead the, you know, the, the structured programming, make sure kids are doing things right and you know, keeping kids healthy. And I think it's going to be a huge um, you know, game changer for people around here too. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing that sets you know small schools apart from the bigger schools is they don't have that side of you know the sports training that the other the bigger schools have. You know, down in Cincinnati, some schools that have two, three, four strength coaches, you know, fully you know stocked, you know, weight room. We, we don't have that here. You've got your football coaches running your lifts, you know, they're busy all the time. They can't be in there, you know, keeping eyes on everybody and, and all of that. And, and they're not trained to coach that and teach everything that, the right way as well. So kind of stuck with what we have now. So I really want to, you know, branch out and be able to provide that to the, the area high schools here. Yeah, that's so important, Matt. I, I, I really do appreciate how much you put the, the betterment of the community at the forefront, right. right? And I think it's a bigger picture for you. And I think that that that's why I truly believe that that's going to be inevitable, right? I think when you can really focus on putting an impact and looking at people as people and not as dollar signs, that's when uh, you truly, truly can grow, grow as much as, as you truly want to. And um, I appreciate that, Gary. And so one last question, my favorite question of the day. Let's hear it. You know, Garrett, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started your gym, what would that advice be for you? That's a, that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, I think it would be to you know, slow down. You know, don't, you know, don't try to do too much all at once, right? You know, you know, you live your life, your business, everything, it's, it's in steps, right? And a lot of people see um, social media, wherever, these big, huge, fancy gyms, and they want, it, they want that now, right? They don't realize what it takes to get that. Um, so just, to, you know, slow down and take your time. Don't go out and try to get, you know, 30 people all at once. You know, you're not trying to have the most people in the gym, you know, as compared to other gyms around you. Take your time. Don't grow too fast and figure out what works and what doesn't work for you before you try to you know, progress and advance to the next level. If you don't do that, which I didn't at the start, you're going to stress yourself out. You're going to see you know, your clients. They're not going to enjoy it as much as they did at the beginning. You're going to lose people. It's, it's going to become not fun for you anymore, right? You know, the health and fitness industry, you know, it's fun. You know, it's, it's about making people better. But if you're stressed out because you, you know, you, you did too much at the start and you're not really helping people anymore because you're too focused on the money, and the, you know, the fancy business side of it, and you're not really doing your job. So take your time, 
you know, you know, don't move too fast, slow down, you know, consistency, hard work, discipline. If you have all three of those and you do it the right way, things will work out. You know, it's, you're not going to, you know, grow a, you know, a franchise, you know, multi-million dollar gym in you know, the first year, the first five years. You know, it's going to, if you want that, it's going to take time. And don't try to do it all in the first month that you, you know, start your fitness industry journey. Garrett, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. Way to close it out there. It's a good <laughs> place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and your facility? Yeah, for sure. So Instagram, it's uh, at hybridperformance underscore OH. Uh, Twitter is at HYB underscore performance. Uh, Facebook is at hybrid performance Ohio. Um, you can, you know, see all of our stuff on there. All of our information is on there. Uh, you know, my name is Garrett Swire on the gym. Um, yeah, I mean, check out, check us out. You know, every morning we'll post videos of kids getting after it at four o'clock in the morning, morning before high school, kind of maybe give you a little more motivation to get up and get out of bed to yourself, get some things done. But <laughs> we've got some good stuff going. Give us a, give us a follow, give us a check. There we go. There you go, Gary. Absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two seconds, just like let me know how you can get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out. And our team will be in touch with us, in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.